Good afternoon and welcome to the 330 Sports Show. Today is Thursday, November 30th, 2023, last day of November already. Uh, we are going to talk uh, mostly Cleveland Browns on this show, but we'll talk tiny bit of Ohio State Buckeyes and a little bit of Youngstown State Penguins. Uh, as you can see, I'm wearing uh, some Youngstown Clothing Company gear here, uh, but uh, we will talk about Youngstown State being in the playoffs this weekend. They take on Villanova as well as uh, some of the basketball uh, teams in action. So uh, before we do that, let's have a quick word from our sponsors. Mighty Mike Heating and Cooling is affordable, professional, and there when you need us 24-7. Stay warm this winter by calling your hometown hero today. Mighty Mike Heating and Cooling, 330-207-7070. This program proudly supported and brought to you by Eric Cromer, Cross Country Mortgage, a wiser way to mortgage. This program proudly supported and brought to you by the Youngstown Drip IV Bar, helping the Mahoning Valley reach its wellness goal. This program proudly supported and brought to you by Youngstown Computer, the Valley's IT company. All right, welcome back. Uh, Joe? What's up, dude? Last week, uh, I don't talk know, about it. Browns. Talk about something else. Well, last week was a bad week football yeah. wise, except for YSU. YSU got the win, saved kind of the weekend, but uh was a bad weekend otherwise for I mean, I'm I'm a big Buckeye fan. Obviously, you lose to your rival. We hate John Elway. <laughs> you go out to Denver, <laughs> you lose that game uh for the Browns. So rough football weekend overall after you know a nice thanksgiving and and all that so it it kind of it kind of sucked so um have had a couple days to like sleep on it and 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 uh you know ease the the pain i guess and uh i'm back i'm ready to be hurt again <laughs> um on this thursday and uh the browns do, do you pay attention to any other team i oh yeah yeah so are all the teams dealing with so many freaking injuries? There's a lot of injuries this year. Like I have never seen this many quarterback injuries in the NFL. Um, Did I'm we have a third of our team in some way beat up and like, not, not just like regular dudes either. Yeah, we're, are... we're, we're talking. All right. Your, your quarterback who, whether you love him or hate him, uh, he, he's a great player. So your quarterback, the best running back in the league, you can argue, like maybe best rushing running back in the league. Uh, Amari Cooper's banged up. I hope he's going to play. Denzel Ward, all pro cornerback, missed last week. Um, left or right tackle, all pro, former all pro, Jack Conklin, out. Um, Josh Dobbs, who was on your team, no longer on your team, he was gone. Uh, your backup that you hoped would be the future backup of your team gets a concussion in the game our, miles our premier edge rusher <laughs> yeah miles garrett gets banged up and no structural damage but may have structural damage from various reports but is planning on playing this weekend so if if we lost miles garrett i would probably have just uh i mean I, i'm gonna watch but that would have been not the end of the season but it, it would have been just about curtains for this for this season but we can't afford to lose any more guys no we i mean we really can't and we are out oh, anthony walker was also out uh last week and i'm, I'm sure i'm missing a, 
a few more guys here and there. But our so. linebackers, they're they're safe. <laughs> well, for well we we got well, Anthony Walker was one well, of those true, guys, true. but he hopefully but Taki, is back. Taki, man, he's Taki, killing it. Taki Taki's been coming back. Uh, you know, and JOK has been playing oh, at an all pro level. Yes. He was one of the positives to come out of that yeah. game last weekend. Uh, he should probably, even though we hate the Pro Bowl and stuff, he should get recognition for for that honor of being one of the best linebackers in the league uh, for sure this season. So, well, the, 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 two, the two embarrassing parts of this game were the freaking drops like that yeah. should not happen yeah. in the NFL. Mm -hmm. And when you play some kind of trick play, you better make it happen every time or else don't do it at all. I think. Okay. So let's, let's start with the trick play. Yeah. So the, the reverse and apparently uh, Pierre Strong is the fastest person on the Browns roster. So if you block that upright, I think Kevin Stefanski was hoping for lightning in a bottle with, you know, maybe making a play happen because DTR was out. And let's just be honest. I, I've seen enough of Walker, PJ Walker for, for the rest of the season, maybe all eternity. I'm sure he is. <laughs> I'm sure he's a wonderful human being. And I thank him for helping us beat San Francisco and Indianapolis, but, uh, and, and had an okay game against the Colts or I'm sorry, against the Seahawks, but, um, I've seen enough of him to, he's, he, he could stay on the practice squad. Let's just put it okay. that way. So I've seen enough of him, but where I was going with that is I think Stefanski for all the injuries and whatnot was like, we just, we got to we got to make something happen we got to manufacture something and if he executes that you know reverse the pitch or handoff or whatever it was that might go for something might spring you might might put a a boost into the team but um frankly <laughs> it had the opposite effect and it just spiraled all downhill from there so honestly let me ask you this uh before we go back to the drops what did you think of DTR's performance in that game before he got hurt? I'm, I'm re we're, if I were to take a report card and I would say before the season where I want him to be, he's right on par, man. Yeah. He's got two games, three games under mm -hmm. his belt at best. Yeah. And he is poised in there. His yeah. accuracy is there. His arm is there. I couldn't ask for anything more from him, honestly. Yeah, I, I was very pleased with his play uh, up until the injury, yeah. you know, and again. There were some drops. Um, even Amari Cooper on that two-point conversion, it would have been 14-14, you know, and you're right back in the game. And then all of a sudden, Amari Cooper drops that, and then it just spirals downhill from then uh, with the injury and then the fumble. Well, there's a psychology behind this because it, yeah. there's been a, a different eras where we got a, a case of the dropsies from uh, mm -hmm. some really great players. Yeah. And I think when you're playing from like a defensive vulnerable position where, mm -hmm. you know, whatever, you don't feel confident. Yeah. That's when the drops happen. Yeah. That's a great point. And when you have a rookie quarterback, you need him to have all the confidence For sure. he needs going forward. And if he's throwing to guys like Omari Cooper, who's been a Pro Bowl wide receiver, and Njoku, who's one of the better tight ends in the league. And uh, the most beautiful man <laughs> on that field. You really love David Njoku. <laughs> I mean, he, his, he is a physical specimen. There is no doubt yes, about that. Yes, he is. But uh, there, there is something to be said, though. If you're put behind the eight ball as a quarterback and you're already without Nick Chubb, you're already, you know, you got a, a, a banged up offensive line uh, and guys aren't making plays for you. 
then you kind of feel like you got to do more than you have to. And that's where mistakes happen. Absolutely. So if 100%. you can just make the simple play, that's where things. Uh, yeah. Cause they want to break off the, the big chunk play yeah. and they start looking forward to the dazzle instead yeah. of just. The and mechanics. that's where I think the psychology comes yeah. in with Kevin Stefanski too, where he's like, we're not doing enough to win. And now PJ Walker's in here and God bless PJ Walker, but he's just not an NFL quarterback. He's right. not, he, he has somehow the Browns have won in spite of him for two games, uh, two of the three games he's played. Um, I, I think he's played in like four or five games now, which is, which is insane. If you said at the beginning of the season, Deshaun Watson would play six games. PJ Walker would play like five and DTR would, play like four and now maybe freaking Joe Flacco might be your your starting quarterback this weekend what would you have thought no way this, that's <laughs> crazy mean, talk I mean this could be your fourth starting quarterback this season I I would venture to say that hasn't happened in the last couple seasons injuries happen but for a lot of times you go maybe to your backup and at worst maybe do a third string guy you're so not what, generally what, what is that that our offensive line is is great well, like we're not really... yeah i mean we're not giving up we're not giving up like a ton of sacks i think it's just you know like the dtr thing was i mean that was a vicious hit he got hit under the chin and you know if you anybody that's ever been <laughs> in sports that's you know whether it's basketball and you've taken an elbow to the face or or you know um like boxers, whatever. That's why you wear a mouthpiece. Right. And a lot of times those quarterbacks aren't wearing that mouthpiece because they want to, you know, um, call out the play. If you hit and your teeth like oh, come down, oh, God. it is a brutal, brutal feeling and uh, not very fun. So hopefully he can get back and play this weekend. DTR, I'm speaking of. Uh, but if he can't, it looks like it's going to be Flacco. So, and the Browns, interestingly enough, stayed out on the west west coast they flew from denver to los angeles and they've been out there all week um so they had an off day tuesday practice yesterday practice today practice tomorrow and probably like a light walk through um friday and then like a very minimal like touch-up stuff on saturday but they're practicing at ucla which is where dtr went to school kind of cool uh out there but uh it would have been nice for him to be able to get out there and practice. And I'm sure being on West Coast time, they're practicing a little bit later than usual. I don't know uh, what his status is yet today. We're recording this Thursday afternoon. So, so hopefully the, the, the we'll criticism know. against Stefanski uh, calling so many passing attempts when the run was was surely working. Yeah. Like what are your what are the thoughts? Okay. So coming into that game, um, Denver had one of the worst i think the worst rushing per game numbers in the nfl now that was skewed by one game against miami where they ran for like 300 some yards 70 yeah, or whatever and they, game. yeah and they put up 70 in that game which is insane <laughs> denver since then has been much much better so you're taking the cumulative stats whereas if you look at a smaller sample size over the last few games their defense is much improved. Yeah. They're turning people over like crazy. And I mean, they've won five in a row. I was thinking about this and I didn't look into it, but have the Browns won five games in a row since they returned in 1999? I, I bet they haven't. Mm. I, I really, that, that, that would be an interesting thing to look into because I can't think of, you know, they were 11 and five in 
2020. Um, the, I think they won maybe like four games uh, to end the season under, um, what was his name? Eric Mangini, I want to say. I, I think they ended the season on a four-game winning streak, but I I, I don't know. So uh, it is it is crazy when you come into a season, you look at Denver and be like, oh, they're going to be bad, but you're just catching them at a really bad time. You know what I'm saying? They're on a hot streak. And then um, this LA Rams team you're playing this week uh, has been up and down, and we'll get into their numbers here in a minute, but uh, they've been up and down and... You know, I don't know. So, all right, here we go. The win streaks. Um, so we're talking. Um, so that's 2020. That they won four games in a row twice. Um, that I don't see anything, mm-hmm. anything 1994, five games in a row. Wow. And, and that's another thing too. I think the Browns have won one game in Denver uh, since 1999. So that is not an easy place to play regardless of, uh, you know, your talent on the roster and and whatnot. And Denver's had some good teams over there too. So we'll turn the page on Denver. Let's focus a little bit on the Los Angeles Rams and, uh, we'll go from there. So I'm going to show you some of these numbers and, and the Browns defense still holds up. You know, it's still really, really good after last week. Um, the Rams offense and the Rams defense is kind of middling. But uh, I'm going to show you some of these numbers uh, with the Rams offense and the Rams defense versus yeah, the, the, the Rams are not the uh, Isaac Bruce, Court, Kurt Warner, no, Marshall no. Falk Rams like at the, all. The fastest show on turf, I think <laughs> they used to call them. But, uh, you know, they are not a bad team by any means. And, 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 you know, they are led by head coach Sean McVay, who was an Ohio native, born in Dayton, played football at Miami of Ohio. He was the youngest coach in history to win a Super Bowl at 36. I think he's like, uh, what is he, like 40 or 38 now? He, he, he's still really young. Um, he is 72 and 47 in his career, which includes postseason. But this team has Matthew Stafford, former number one pick of the Lions, who had a great career there. And then finally uh, came back and won a Super Bowl with the Rams a couple years ago. Kyron Williams, uh, the rookie this year, in seven games has 600 yards rushing. He's averaging 5.3 yards a carry, so we're going to have to slow him down. Puka Nakua, how about that name? Puka Nakua has has been a rookie this year uh, out of BYU, but 73 catches on the season for 924 yards and three touchdowns. He is kind of... um, taken over that mantle from Cooper Cup, who was one of the best uh, in the league a couple years ago. Cooper Cup this year has been banged up a lot, but he has 27 catches for 393 this season and one touchdown. And then another wide receiver, Tutu Atwell. How about that name too? So Puka and Tutu, (laughs) you're going to have to worry about this weekend. 36 catches for Tutu Atwell, 467 yards, three TDs. And then Tyler Higbee, uh, the tight end, 32 catches, 332 yards, two touchdowns. So Matt Stafford will throw it around. He's averaging about 249 yards per game, 61% completions, 13 touchdowns, nine picks on the season. So that's a look at their offense and some of their weapons. Their offensive line isn't anything special, pretty solid, um, but like, but also not great. So, um, they're going to go against the Browns, number one 
uh, defense still in yards allowed, passing yards. Uh, they are 12th against the run. So that's something they're going to have to really start slowing down these other teams. The Browns have given up a good amount of rushing yards the last few weeks to uh, the Steelers, to uh, the Broncos, and a few other teams. Russell Wilson last week um, was able to get off a little bit and uh, get outside the pocket and rush for some uh, yards last week. And uh, that hurt the Browns' defense. Matt Stafford is not that type of quarterback. He is a pocket passer. So the Browns defense, Miles Garrett, hopefully healthy, can get after him. Uh, and, and a lot of that defensive line, Tomlinson and Zedarius Smith and Oboe and all these other guys, if they can pressure him, he will make mistakes. Uh, like I said, nine interceptions on the season uh, in the 10 games he's played. So he's good for about a pick per game. So Browns defense should be able to take advantage of that. Um, getting again, let me have you look real quick at these Rams offensive numbers. They're right in the middle in yards per game, 356, uh, 226 yards passing, which is 14th, also 14th in rushing yards with 114, uh, right exactly in the middle and scoring 21 points per game, uh, right in the middle in, uh, turn and uh, in a uh, third down percentage at 41% uh, on the season. And then uh, they have turned the ball over 12 times on the season. So that's a look at the Browns defense versus the Rams offense. How about some of these Rams players to know on defense? Now, everyone is going to know Aaron Donald. He is going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer walk in uh, to Canton is, you know, five years after he retires. He is a solid, solid player. He is their best player on defense. They have a linebacker named Ernest Jones. He is their leading tackler on the season. They have a safety, Jordan Fuller, who is a former Ohio State Buckeye, who kind of is the uh, captain in the back end there. They have another safety you might remember, John Johnson III. Oh, I love uh, John former, former Cleveland Brown, who was uh, not loved by this fan base. Uh, <laughs> we'll just put it that way. 43 was uh, not a fan favorite over the couple years and he the was with the Browns. Mutual, yes, I'm sure. By Twitter, exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, you have linebacker Brian Young, who has five sacks on the season. Their leading um, uh, defensive back with interceptions is Akello Witherspoon, who has only two interceptions this year. They are not great at forcing turnovers, which for the Browns. That's a good thing because the Browns like to hand it over uh, to the other team. In fact, they are the, uh, I believe, second or third worst in the NFL in uh, turnovers with 23 on the season. And then uh, another linebacker, Michael, I believe it's Hecht with four and a half sacks on uh, the season. The Rams are five and six. Uh, yeah, five and six on the season. But listen to this. They are four and one versus their own division. So they have two wins against the Seahawks. They have two wins against the Arizona Cardinals. And they have one loss against the San Francisco 49ers. So four and one in their own division. They are one and five versus the rest of the league. So that should bode well for the Browns. This is a team they're not really familiar with, a team they don't play very often. So uh, we'll see what happens there. But, uh, you know, the Browns, again, if you hold on to the ball, you win the turnover ratio, you should be right in the game, if not be uh, comfortably in the lead. So 
that's where I'll leave it with that. Um, so but, question for yeah, you. Please. So let's just say Joe Flacco is your starter mm -hmm. and you have offensive coordinator, Justin Coffin. Yeah. It says, this is, this is basically the angle that I'm going to take on the, I Rams. think the point spread just went way, <laughs> way up if I'm the OC, but, but, well, but what, finish. Are you, what, what are you running? Are you, are you, are you trusting your 38 year old quarterback to, for the past game or, are you running it? Are you using this? Run I, I'm I'm relying on the run game uh, and I'm going to Joe Flacco. What he is known for is he has a big arm. So any chance I get to take a shot downfield, especially if it's one-on-one -on -one coverage, I'm taking it, whether it's Amari Cooper. I don't know Marquise Goodwin's status if he's back, but um, I'll tell you the other bright spot from the game last weekend was the rookie receiver, Cedric Tillman. Uh, I think he had like five for like 60 yards last week, five catches for 60. So I was very impressed with him. Um, him and JOK were the two, you know, stars of that game last week. But if I'm the OC, I am running the ball with Ford and Hunt. I know Hunt's a little banged up, but you know, so is everybody else. Yeah, everybody else is. <laughs> so you got to deal with it. It's it's week uh, 13 or 14 in the NFL season. So And, and honestly, um, maybe with Amari not playing, you don't mm -hmm. get these doubling up on your main receiver down the field. And you get some of these young guys that maybe stretch it. And, yeah. You know, Flacco hits them up. Well, if I'm if I'm the OC and Amari's not uh, playing either, I might turn in my resignation <laughs> as well because we need him. But he is a guy that will play if he's able to yeah. go. He's going to play and, unless the doctors tell him, no, it's a no go. He will play. Um, so you got to get the ball to you tendered your resignation on the first day of well, our hypothetical you just, offensive you just told me Watson ain't playing <laughs> Chubb's not playing Amari Cooper's not playing those are my three best offensive players yeah and <laughs> not to mention uh, a couple of your tackles are banged up and uh you know we got your fastest wide receivers uh knocked out right now with the concussion so, and you've yeah. got Tillman you've David, got all these great talents David Bell I gotta talk about him for yeah. a minute I'm glad you brought that name up he hasn't done shit <laughs> <laughs> David Bell, like I was really happy when the Browns drafted him. He was a third round draft pick. Third round draft picks. That Puka Nakua, who I mentioned yeah. earlier, he was like a late fifth round pick this year. And he has like 80 catches on the season for like a thousand yards on, or 800 yards. It's like, David Bell, can you give me half of that? You know, and, and maybe it's like this different styles of offense and stuff, but I, I don't get it. Like Browns need to get some of these guys involved and Going back to your original question, run the ball and get the ball to your weapons. So get the ball to Njoku, get the ball, maybe some screen passes out, you know, out in the flat to Ford or Hunt or Njoku. Try to spread it out to Cooper and, uh, you know, whoever it might be out on the receiver. Um, I, I still really like um, the, the Browns receivers. Do I think a lot of guys need to step up? Absolutely. But you know, the talent is there, but you know, it's the, it's the point guard. It's the quarterback. He needs to spread the ball around. And if it's Joe Flacco, you're probably going with more of a vanilla game plan. You're not going to be, you know, throwing a ton of different reads at him. He's been in the system for like what, 10 days. So who do you weeks? think uh, Flacco's favorite receiver will be? Well, I think if Amari Cooper's playing, you got to go with him because I mean, he is the most veteran guy. He's an all pro. He has, until last week, has the best hands on the team. Um, but I could see Elijah Moore, 
you know, getting those quick slants and, yep. and you know, oh, little, like you know, little pop screens and stuff like that. And Joku, they always say a quarterback's best friend is the tight end, you know, especially he's like your, your release valve. He's, um, you know, a lot of times you get mismatches, whether it's a safety on him, that's not quite as big or a linebacker. That's not quite as fast. And so you might see some mismatches there, but, uh, I don't know. Hopefully, right. hopefully so, Kevin Stefanski uh, figures that out. And that's why he gets paid a little bit more than, than we do. Cause you were willing to do it for free. I've got that feeling. Well, I would be an analyst. Let's put it that way. <laughs> and they, they could just pay for my flight out to LA and uh, you'll help them out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would love to see that stadium too. So far I've heard is one of the best stadiums, if not the best stadium in the NFL. So my, my fear is that David Njoku just like Cade York, once it gets to be like a mental thing, yeah. Like once they get in their head, yeah. that they better not drop this. Yeah. That it's more likely to happen. Well, so yeah. I almost, I almost hope that they switch to Bryant mm -hmm. and make that your outlet receiver. You know, I know Njoku is a great blocker when he's doing his thing, uh, but I think it's that psychological thing is gonna be rough. I think he'll, I think he'll come through. Okay. I think he'll come through, and 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 you do see guys with like peaks and valleys throughout the season. And there is like something to be said about what you're saying. You have to have that positive mindset. Cause if you're thinking, don't drop the ball, you're, you're probably, ball. it's like a self, yes. what's that? A self uh, fulfilling. fulfilling prophecy. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So you don't want those negative thoughts to creep in. And sometimes they probably will, but you got to think positive. You got to be positive and other guys need to step up in other guys' absences. You know, uh, you, you got to come in and, you know, it's like, yeah, we might not have all of our best players right now, but you're still putting 11 guys on the field. It's not like you're playing at a disadvantage. Like, you know, there's a guy in the penalty box in hockey or something like that. You're, you're playing 11 on 11 and football still the ultimate team game if if all 11 are doing their part you know it doesn't have to be perfect but it can be done well enough yeah so. and, and for years our our achievement was you know let's go uh you know a 50 percent season right this is yeah. hit 500 right. and we're happy and this year i think the the title is that we had depth in areas that mm -hmm. we didn't even know we had depth where we, even though we might not have won some of these games, yep. I was really surprised when we lost somebody who I thought was critical in our offensive line, the next guy stepped in there mm -hmm. and you could barely tell that we were missing something. Honestly, I, I haven't, you haven't noticed much with Jed Wills being out. Yes. Like that's another guy we didn't even mention yet, but this uh, Jerron Christian has come in and hasn't really missed a beat. I'm maybe even playing, to the exact level, if not better than Jed Wills yeah. was, who's a former first round pick. Um, you know, you got um, the big guy, Thanos on the right side, uh, <laughs> who <laughs> that's what they call him. That's his nickname. So um, you got, you got him. He, he's been in and out of the lineup and, you know, you play Hudson over there and he's not uh, Hudson is not quite the player that Dewan Jones is. Right. So, uh, but both of those guys, if they play up to their ability, they can they can get it done. So, so we'll see. So, I don't know. Let's let's take a look at the AFC playoff standings. Do we have a chance? We, Do we oh, have a shot. Well, I mean, right now we're number six. Okay, we're number six, six out of seven. seven. And of course, the Steelers flip flopped with us last week because the Steelers always find a freaking ugly ass way to win, and they fire Matt Canada, and everyone is rejoicing and. You know, saying Kenny Pickett's their savior in Pittsburgh, of course. So, Not the case, but uh, small hands picket uh, 
isn't going to get the job done. But can, can I do some blasphemy here? Yeah, please. Pickett and McCord are the same quarterback. Oh, man. So bad. <laughs> that's an interesting question to pose. Ohio State fans, who would you rather have, Kenny Pickett or Kyle McCord? Neither. And murder I, them both. I think most of them would say Kenny Pickett at this point. So <laughs> I don't want to talk about And you know what? I've heard a lot of Buckeye fans call him Kyle um, uh, or no Honda Accord this week because mm -hmm. you got Mar Maserati Marv yes. on the outside. You're, you're awesome blazing speed speedster and car and great great weapon and then <laughs> you got then you got your McCord. so that is uh i i and i will defend these guys you know we'll talk about ohio sorry, state later sorry, i know I, I, really i'm i'm still so pissed about yeah. it i'm still in the um bargaining stage okay. of of my uh my depression here with okay. the uh coping and 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 stuff with ohio state but uh We'll we'll deal with that on a future show because I'm still not ready. I'm still not okay. ready. I, I I do have one Ohio State topic I want to talk about in a little bit. But uh, looking at the AFC playoff standings, Joe. Yes. All right. So right now the Ravens are the freaking one seed, nine and three. Then you got the Chiefs, Jags, and Dolphins all eight and three. Division leaders two, three, and four. The Steelers are in the fifth spot. The Browns are in the sixth spot. And the Indianapolis Colts right now, if the playoffs started today, would be the seventh seed at six and five. Then outside looking in, you got Houston, Denver, both at six and five. Bills at six and six. And then I kept the Bengals and the Raiders up there, although I don't think they have a shot. So those are the AFC teams right now with a shot. To me, it's 10 teams for seven spots. So... With the teams that are in, the Ravens, Chiefs, Jags, Dolphins, Steelers, Browns, Colts, and then the three, the next three best ones, the uh, Texans, Broncos, and Bills. Out of those 10 teams, seven of them will make the playoffs. So I don't know which ones are which. Um, right now, I would say those top four are pretty locked in. So really, it's three teams or six teams for three spots. If you want to look at it that way, Steelers, Browns, Colts, Texans, Broncos, Bills for three spots. So uh, we had a long way to go. Luckily for the Browns, they have a two-game lead on, uh, well, two games in the loss column to the Bills. And now you've lost the tiebreaker with the Broncos, but you have the tiebreaker versus the Colts. So there's going to be a lot of fluidity and a lot of moving parts with so this. Of, of the remaining games a couple of weeks ago, yeah. did you have the Broncos as a, as a, uh, they're probably winning that. I actually, I think we talked about that and I think I put, um, we'll give that a loss because um, they were, the underdogs in that game and okay. we weren't sure of the quarterback situation so we're still so on par. we we still are and and here's a look at the remaining schedule for the rest of the teams but you know the Steelers I hate to say this but the Steelers are going to win 10 games they're they're going to win 10 if not 11 you look at their schedule Arizona wow. at home oh, yeah. New England who's maybe the worst team in the NFL right now the Colts that'll be a tough game for them Cincinnati without Burrow at Seattle, who looks bad all of a sudden, which is but not an easy place to play. And now Baltimore, who knows? Baltimore might have the division locked up and rest all their starters in that last week. Then the Browns this week, you got the Rams. We'll get the Rams. I, I hope so. <laughs> Jaguars at home. That's going to be a tough game. We'll lose that one. Uh, the Bears should be a win. Good. 
at the Texans on yeah. Christmas Eve. I don't know. Houston's really good all of a sudden. The, we're going to take Houston. The Jets, Got that, one. that should be a win, even though Aaron Rodgers uh, is back uh, practicing, apparently. I don't know how. Medical marvel. And then at the <laughs> Bengals, without Joe Burrow, let's put that maybe. So if I'm I looking at 11. So if, I, if I'm looking at the schedule, I'm looking at 10. By my count, I'm looking at the Bears, the Jets, and the Bengals. And is that good enough? Playoffs. If you get if you get to ten wins, you're in. Okay. If you get to ten wins, you're in. Um, I think eleven, a hundred percent for sure, you're in. And uh, the Ravens actually have a pretty tough schedule down the stretch, but I think they're going to win at least two more games, and then they'll have the tiebreaker and stuff like that. But so I don't think the AFC North is in question. But I think you know, and I don't care if the Browns are the five, six, or seven. Just get in the playoffs, yeah. and and we'll figure it out. Obviously the spot you want to be in is the five seed. Uh, and then you maybe take on the Jaguars or you maybe take on the dolphins or something like that. But um, that's kind of what it's looking like for me. Well, I how don't know. appealing that is that you come in as a quarterback at Joe Flacco and you're, you're set up for a playoffs run. Mm-hmm. But here's my question to you. If DTR is healthy and obviously Flacco is healthy, who do you, who do you start? DTR. You start, I agree. He, he, I, he has hung out with that offense mm -hmm. all year long. Yeah. And I think he gives you more of the upside. I think Joe Flacco is what we want. Um, he He's what you want in a veteran. However, keep in mind, he was on the street, you know, like he, no one picked him up until roughly Thanksgiving. Well, I think, I think he has a really good showing with the Rams. He starts, mm -hmm. he wins. He sets that standard super high, and then DTR comes back the following game. I, I hope you're right. I hope you're right. I don't care who plays this weekend as long <laughs> as we get a W. Um, this has been a weird season for the Browns. We went from winning that Baltimore game to thinking like Super Bowl, you know, a potential uh, to two days we later. Suck again. Well, yeah. <laughs> 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 Freaking water boy. Oh, we suck again. So yeah, very frustrating. But uh I don't know. Hopefully the Browns being out on the West Coast in LA, I think they're staying in Beverly Hills. Uh hopefully can recoup, enjoy that nice weather, go play in a beautiful stadium with no weather, uh, and let that defense go to work and the offense does just enough to get the job done. Or maybe they surprise us and have a, you know, put up 24 30 points. I don't know, you know, and it, the, the offense just needs to not screw it up. Just get enough done and let the defense go to work and, and see how the chips may fall. So, and if you have Stefanski's number, send him a text and tell him to run the freaking ball. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so here's a look at the top five, bottom five teams. In my opinion, going into, this is actually going into week uh, 13 in the NFL here. So I have the Chicago. Eagles in the number one spot i have the chiefs at two ravens at three 49ers at four and jaguars at the five spot so the browns will play the jaguars still who i have in the number five spot uh that is all in the top five in the bottom five the browns will still play the chicago bears again that is my opinion uh that this is fluid i had i think the we had the broncos in this for several weeks and the Broncos have just taken off. So, you know, teams can, uh, teams can improve throughout the season and guys can step up and, and, you know, 
except for the Cardinals without Josh F and Dobbs. You know, how about Josh Dobbs though? He did not uh, did not play a beautiful game. I mean, the Chicago Bears beat the Vikings on Monday Night Football. I think what was it like twelve to ten or something like that. That was the first game all season. Uh, teams were zero and twenty eight when not scoring a touchdown. And that was the first game all season when a team didn't score a touchdown and won. So one in 28 um, now after that Monday night football game. Both both Baker and Dobbs are coming apart at the end of the season. Yes, here. yes. And I would not be surprised. This is going to sound funny because Josh Dobbs has had like, uh, you know, he's a backup quarterback for the Browns. Oh, wait, he's traded to the Cardinals. Oh, wait, now he's great again. Now he's like back down. I wouldn't be surprised if Minnesota went to a backup quarterback uh, for the remainder of the season. So we'll see. They mm -hmm. they drafted a rookie in the fourth or fifth round. So uh, we'll see. I'm, we'll I'm see still what they president do. of his fan club. Yes. Yeah. And and you got to love Josh Dobbs as a person. He's a great yep. guy. So, um, Joe, it is time to make our picks this week. I did not send them to you this week intentionally you, because it, I knew we were going to do this. Yeah. So you knew that I was going to forget to do it anyway. Yeah, that's so. true. That's true. So, so I, I and good for on the, you. For those that don't know, Joe is really bad at responding back to texts. So sometimes I will send him the same message four times. My, my, well, you inspired to talk this morning this morning with me and my kid about procrastination yeah so, okay thank you yeah hey that's what i'm here for that's why they that's why i get paid the huge bucks here so um let's go to week 13 picks teams on by this week the ravens bills bears raiders giants and vikings so i'm gonna put well i'll put my picks up in a minute but let's start with tonight we have a thursday night game it's on amazon prime seattle at dallas joe I'm going to go with Cowboys, and I think the Cowboys win big. I'm going tonight. Dallas as well. Okay, so we're both on Dallas. Uh, I am going to go with the Indianapolis Colts winning on the road against the Titans. That's a good pick. All right. I'll go with Colts as well. All right, two for two on that. The LA Chargers. I hate this game because both <laughs> of these teams, Chargers are the most underachieving team in the league, and the Patriots might be the worst roster in the league. So I'm going to go with the Chargers based on talent. I think the Chargers win. Um, so Chargers over the I'm with you. Patriots. First three, same as you. Patriot, or I'm sorry, Patriots. Uh, Detroit Lions coming off a bad loss on Thanksgiving at the New Orleans Saints. I'm going to go with the Lions in a bounce back here. I'm going to go with the Saints on this one. Ooh, Joe goes with the Saints, a home team, though. That's, that should be, and, and that line to me is a little fishy. I feel like Detroit should be a higher value on that. And so you might be onto something there. Uh, they just did not have a good game. No. At Thanksgiving. And that, that defense is not very good. The no. offense is solid, but the defense not so great. Yeah. Seattle really disappointed. As Another well. ugly, ugly game. Atlanta at the New York jets. Atlanta is the prettier of the ugly teams. So I'm going to go with the Falcons to beat the jets in New York. See, I, I hate Atlanta. So even saying their name makes me, so I'm going to just say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it is It is 408 yeah. on uh, November 30th. I'm going to say this for next year. I think Justin Fields is the quarterback of the Atlanta Falcons Ooh. next year. Nice. So I'm going to put that out there, and I think he should be. If you put Justin Fields in that offense, that Atlanta team, I think, goes from like a 7-8 win team to a 10 
uh, when playoff. Do you have some inside information? I do not, but just a feeling. I just Just have that feeling because Atlanta, if they get a quarterback, and Justin Fields is from the state of Georgia, so okay, that's just uh, my, you know, perception there. So we'll see. All right. Arizona at Pittsburgh. I hate doing this, but I got to do it. I'm taking the Steelers. I'm taking the Steelers. Uh, no Josh Dobbs. Yeah, if Josh no Dobbs Arizona. was there, I know who you'd be taking. <laughs> but Kyler Murray is playing, and he's yeah. been playing decent. So, still. Uh, But we're both going with the Steelers. Okay. Carolina at the Tampa Bay Baker Mayfields. Uh, so <laughs> Carolina is the first team to fire their head coach. This season, Frank Reich. Can. And this is early, guys. Like these coach like firings are happening way early in this season. It I mean, around Thanksgiving is you know, you you figure you you let it play out. You gotta pay them anyway. So, right. you know, but Carolina is they don't even have they have currently right now the worst record in the NFL. They don't even have their pick. So right now they would have the number one pick, but that pick goes to the Chicago Bears. Mm. So the Bears are set up pretty good because they're gonna have a maybe one or t- number two pick in the NFL draft and plus a number three, four, five pick, depending on how they finish. So wow. they're going to be set up. Heck they're yeah. going to be, and that's another reason maybe you move off Justin Fields, acquire more assets and uh, move him and pick up Caleb Williams or somebody like that. All right. So um, Carolina at Tampa Bay, I'm going to go with Baker Mayfield and Tampa I'm Bay. I'm going with Baker game. Mayfield too. All right. Uh, Miami at Washington. I think Washington has cashed in their chips. They have, uh, they're done for the season. They fired the defensive coordinator. Uh, I'm going to go with the Dolphins big in this one. Did you see the chunk out of his arm? Oh, that, that was, was gross. Grossest... It looked like a shark bite. Dude, it was huge. That was like. So did somebody like scratch him or something? Something. There was like a a, a steak morsel taken out of his freaking arm. <laughs> that so was pretty gross. He's a he's badass. I'm going yeah. with Miami. All right. Miami and Tua for both of us. Denver, the team that uh, knocked off the Browns and the Browns future opponent in a couple weeks here, the Houston Texans. I'm going to ride with CJ Stroud and the Denver or, and the Houston Texans over the Denver Broncos. I'm going Texans as well. And did you see how that game ended last week? So Houston uh, played Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. at home <laughs> uh, cj stroud gets him in position for a 58 yard field goal as the time is running out the kicker beautiful kick right down the center hit the crossbar and bounced back Doink. yeah lost it so 58 <laughs> yards dead center i mean literally three inches they win the game versus but you know you talk to you talk to you know women out there they'll tell you those three inches matter a lot so three inches never wins the game <laughs> ever. Um, the Browns at the Rams Browns. I like the mojo staying out in LA for the week, kind of maybe getting away from the family after the Thanksgiving week. You you were out in the mile high city. It's never a good feeling for the Browns out there. You go to LA. I think the Browns uh, sneak by and win a close one. I think the Browns win this game 24-23. You don't have to give me a score, but I'm going with the Browns. Did you say they're practicing with UCLA? At UCLA, which is in Westwood, a beautiful part of Los Angeles. All right, I'll go with the Browns. I can't not go with the Browns. Okay, yeah. All right, so we're both on the Browns. This is an interesting game. The 49ers at the Philadelphia. This is the game of the week, in my opinion. Well, this is definitely the game of the week. 49ers 
at the Philadelphia uh, Eagles, Philadelphia 10 and one, the 49ers, maybe the best team in the NFL, the way they're playing. Um, the 49ers are actually a three point favorite in Philadelphia. I'm taking the Eagles until they lose, even though they haven't been playing the best football, but they're winning. They're still winning. So I'm going to go with the Eagles. I think Eagles are due for a loss. I'm going San Francisco. Okay. Joe on the 49ers, Kansas city at green Bay. Uh, again, Poor Kansas Green City, Bay. yeah. <laughs> Green Bay, though, they they came in to Detroit That's and won true. on Thanksgiving. Um, so they're kind of the, one of those middling teams that have, they almost beat the Steelers. They almost beat, um, you know, the Rams. They almost beat this team. They almost beat that team. But they finally got over the hump. They beat the Lions last week. I think they're five and six in that range. Um, but with that said, I'm going to go with the Chiefs over the Packers. All right. I'm painting my face and wearing my headdress. I'm going with Chiefs. Oh, okay. All right. I thought you were going to say uh, your cheese head for a minute. <laughs> so Joe is on the Chiefs as well. And then the Burrowless, the Burrowless um, Bengals at the Jacksonville Jaguars. I, I just, you know, I don't feel bad for Cincinnati because they don't feel bad for us. And, uh, I do like Joe Burrow. I do like Joe Burrow a lot, but and I feel bad for him. But the Jaguars take take him down. Bengals go to five and seven. I would really like to see all of the AFC North into the playoffs, but I got to go with the Jacksonville yeah, Jaguars. I, I think I think the uh, writings on the wall for the Bengals, yeah. and they might want to uh, sell out and just try to get the best draft pick this year. But uh, yeah, I think we're both on the Jaguars this week. So there's a look at my picks. Uh, I'll put Joe's picks out on social media along with mine uh, here in the uh, this evening before the eight o'clock kickoff tonight. Um, so a couple things here, Joe. Um, right now, as I last looked, the Rams were a three and a half point favorite over the Browns. What do you think about that line? Three and a half points. The Browns are underdogs. Mm. I don't know. I I think the Browns are actually going to have, I might, might be a 50-50 split out there fans-wise. So I think, like I said, I would take the Browns with the points. I hope, I'm fingers crossed they win. I like the Browns with the points getting three and a half. So I don't know. What do you say? Yeah, it's one of those those teams like, uh, you know, I, I don't pay a t whole lot of attention. I've watched zero games mm -hmm. by St. Louis, you know, this year. So hope for the best. Yeah, and that's that's really all, all you can do. So, yeah. all right, let's switch uh, just a few more minutes here. But let's switch to college football real quick. It is championship weekend. Unfortunately, Ohio State will not be playing again for the third straight year on championship weekend. Uh, but Are they at least in the cheddar cheese bowl? They're going to be in a New York, uh, a New Year's six bowl. Okay. So most likely they're going to play in the orange bowl, okay. which is one of the better bowl games down in Miami. If I put together a wish list of what the, what the Buckeyes fans need to be rooting for this weekend, if they want to make the playoffs. Now it's not likely, but it's, you're telling me there's a chance. So here's the wish list of what, I think Ohio State needs. They need Georgia to beat Alabama. That's more likely than not. You need Michigan to win. Actually, you really don't need Michigan to win. Michigan can lose, and they're going to be in. But let's just hypothetically say 
we want Michigan to win. Actually, I take that back. You never want Michigan to win. Screw them. Let Iowa win. Yeah. And we'll see what happens. But here's what you do need. You need Georgia to win one. You need Florida State, which is very likely that they can lose to Louisville. I would say that's a coin flip game. Florida State is without quarterback Jordan Travis uh, with a broken leg. So he is out for the season against Louisville. Uh, and Louisville's been up and coming. I think if Ohio State doesn't make the playoffs, they will play the loser of this game. So if Florida State loses, I think um, Ohio State might play them in the Orange Bowl. If Louisville loses, I think Ohio State might play them in the Orange Bowl. But if Louisville loses, or I'm sorry, wins, and Oklahoma State beats Texas, I think you're going to see the Buckeyes get in the playoffs. Now, again, very unlikely. It's like hitting a three-game parlay. Uh, but stranger things have happened. So that is the Buckeyes rooting uh, checklist this weekend. Georgia, uh, Georgia to win. Louisville to beat Florida State. And Oklahoma State, the fighting Gundies. I'm a man. I'm 40. He's probably like, he's got to be like, 57 now or something that was a long time ago but uh and you need oklahoma state to beat Texas. are, are we so. just spoiled now because i feel so deflated after ohio state like no pasadena no no yeah, yeah and, and that there's a good chance they would have been playing in the rose bowl in the semifinals um and if ohio state would have won there's a good chance they would have been number one overall in the you know the college football playoff rankings but spoiled is a good word um Unfortunately, for three years in a row, we have lost. And last year we got in because, well, we probably had the best team in college football last year. And, you know, Michigan, again, they, did they cheat and, and won last year? Yeah. This year we have no excuses. Michigan beat us fair and square. A mm -hmm. uh, few calls that could have went either way. A few plays that would have went. That interception, uh, were, that touchdown for Michigan uh, that pass that was like, you know, Denzel Burke pulled away in the end zone. That that will haunt me because if that ball is anywhere else on the field besides the end zone, that's that's an interception, not a touchdown. Mm -hmm. So that I've thought about that play like more than I care to admit um, this last week, but it is what it is. And um, I am not a fire Ryan Day person. But Me neither. Oh, you're not either. Not okay. I mean, he's 56 and seven and some people will say, okay, well, yeah. How many wins are against Indiana? How many wins are against, you know, Mac teams, whatever. It's like, well, he's record wise. One of the best college coaches uh, in, in the country. I would put him as a top five coach in all of college football. So tell me for anyone out there that wants Ryan day fired, who would you replace him with? Yep. And we're I, way too fire happy. Way I, too fire. Yeah. And, and it's such a lazy thing. It's like, okay, fire the coach. Okay. Well, one, tell me who you're going to replace him with. That's going to be better. And I've heard Mike Vrabel. Okay. I will listen to that. But I've heard people say Brian Hartline. Brian Hartline is an offensive coordinator by title. He is a wide receivers coach. He has never called a game in his life. He has never been a head coach in his life. Um, so he is not ready. He, is he a great recruiter? Absolutely. But he's not ready to take over a major program like that. And the headaches that these guys have to deal with, you know, recruiting NIL transfer portal, which is insane. Uh, not to mention it's like, I, 
keep hearing people say, well, Ryan Day's not from Ohio. He doesn't get it. He's lived in Ohio the last seven or eight years. You don't mean, need to tell him how important this game is. Now, for someone that's been raised in Ohio their entire life, now they might say, okay, I get it a little bit more. Maybe, but this guy lives and breathes it every single day. He's in that locker room. He's coaching those guys. He has coached against Michigan for the last seven years. It's like, don't tell me this isn't important to him. So... Yeah, the only criticism I'll listen to is that if the game that matters every year is the Michigan game and you are hired specifically to win that game, mm -hmm. then it's like, okay, you know that going in, you have to win that game, then okay, you got a point. But everything else, you're right. Who are you guys else are going to put? So Ryan Day, Mike Tomlin, those are the two criticisms that I'm like, you got no basis on, yeah. on that yeah. uh, firing. Agreed, agreed. And, you know... I think Ryan Day is going to turn the tide eventually. Yeah. But, I mean, you're getting to 11 wins minimum every year. Uh, and, you know, there are I, programs that would kill for that. There's, there's programs that would kill for nine <laughs> wins a year. I mean, my God, there's programs that just want to be in a bowl game. You're right. And I get the, the standard is so much higher at Ohio State. And I get, too, the quarterback position. We are spoiled in that sense. C.J. Stroud. Justin Fields, Dwayne Haskins, rest in peace. Uh, Joe Burrow was there. I know he didn't play for Ohio State much, but he was there before him. JT Barrett, which people were hated on so much. He's the winningest quarterback in Ohio State history. You know, it's like you don't realize what you have until it's gone kind of thing. And it, it's very frustrating because we are a spoiled fan base. And it's very, very frustrating. I'd like to see this, this season roll out with a quarterback other than McCord and what what day could have done. I will say, I think a change needs to be made at quarterback yeah. too. I think Kyle McCord is a very good quarterback. He is not an Ohio state good quarterback. Amen. So I bet they will get somebody either in the transfer portal or they're going to just completely open the competition. And there is a kid named air Noland air. His name well, is air. I, I think air might be his middle name, um, but it's like Prentice air Noland. Um, he is the next big thing coming in and he's coming into Ohio state in January. So he will get an, He's graduating next month in December. He will be at Ohio state enrolled in January. He will get to go through those practices, get to go through the spring ball and then get to go through the summer. And I'm not saying he's going to be ready, but maybe, or maybe you pick up somebody in the transfer portal one year and that's experienced, a veteran, and and then you roll it out. But Ohio State, again, we're we're very lucky to be in the position we're in. But we, we've had eight consecutive awesome quarterbacks. Yeah. You get one stinker in there. They're they're okay, but and, they're just not great. And again, it's not like he's the worst quarterback, right? You know, we've ever had or anything like that. But he's one of the worst quarterbacks we've had in fifteen years. Yeah. So. Um, it's it's tough. You but. take Stroud and put him in this year, you're winning. The and and let me remind people about two and a half years ago, people were calling for Kyle McCord to be played over CJ Stroud and him to be benched. So be careful what you wish for. <laughs> exactly. You know. So um, do I think the, the Buckeyes will get somebody to replace him better? Yes, I do. But I'm gonna let that play out as. Would you rather be offensive coordinator for the Browns or the Buckeyes? The Buckeyes, you have, you have more weapons. Um, I will say though, 
as much as I love Ohio State, the fan base might be more brutal because there are so many fans out there that expect absolute perfection. And, you know, Ohio State was one play away from winning that game. Yep. One, you know, one that touchdown doesn't go in for Michigan or, you know, you make that field goal at the end or, or whatever it might be um, that it's it's just very, very frustrating. You, so you'd be afraid that you'd be fired in the first inning. Huh? First inning. First huh? inning. Are we playing baseball? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. No, definitely in the first quarter, for sure. Yeah, they, the fans would be calling from my head. And that's why I don't coach football. That's why I watch it. So uh, I think I know a lot about football, but I would never claim I'm smart enough to coach it. So, um, yeah. So let's take a look at championship weekend. There are 10 games on the slate in the FBS. You got Louisville and Florida State. You got Oklahoma State and Texas. So in those games, I already told you, we want Louisville to win. We want Oklahoma State to win. Oregon, Washington, that's a de facto playoff game. Winner is in, loser is out. Iowa, Michigan, Iowa, great defense. Maybe the worst offense in college football. Taking on Michigan, who has maybe the best defense in college football. And then you got Alabama, Georgia, the usual matchup down there. And then the that other, be a good game. that that should be good. And Alabama, Alabama though, is a very frustrating team. They're not super great this year, but somehow, you know, just like always, they have 11 wins. Yep. And uh, if they win, they're in. If they lose, obviously and they Georgia's are out. exciting to watch no matter who they play. And Georgia, I mean, two-time defending national champions. They're undefeated. Um, this is one of the, best runs in all of college football in, in history. So, um, uh, and then the other, the other five um, championship games, you got New Mexico state at Liberty in the conference USA in Maction. You got Miami of Ohio and Toledo. You got mountain West uh, Boise state at UNLV American. You got SMU at T Tulane and you got app state and Troy in the Sun Belt. So those are the matchups this weekend. Um, so that's kind of uh, your, guide to uh this weekend in fbs here's a look at the big 10 standings as it looks and i mean my goodness look at the big 10 east 12 and 0 11 and 1 10 and 2 um iowa somehow went 10 and 2 in the west um but the rest is just garbage so um that's all we need to talk about there um real quick check in with youngstown state they had their first playoff victory in seven years last weekend over Duquesne, 40-7. to seven. What a great win for the Penguins. I think they've knocked off... Uh, I think they've knocked off Duquesne five straight times. And that is, uh, I believe, their 16th or 17th straight victory at home in the playoffs um, over, you know, over the course of uh, a couple decades there. So, great win by YSU. They will now take on the Villanova Wildcats. This is not basketball. If it was YSU and Villanova, I would not like our chances. However, this is football, Penguins and Villanova. This should be a very evenly matched game. I would expect Villanova to be a slight favorite because of the home uh, advantage there. But I like YSU going in the road to make it a close game this weekend. And uh, let's just get it to the fourth quarter and see what happens. So good luck, YSU. Uh, from all of us down here at Youngstown Studio in the 330 Sports Show should be an awesome, awesome 
game. And can uh, I have you pick something before uh, before we sign off here? Please. I'm going to give you all the uh, the bowl names, and I want you to pick the dumbest oh bowl name. Okay, that's on the list. Okay, so we got the Myrtle Beach Bowl, Cricket Bowl, <laughs> Avocados from Mexico Cure Bowl. <laughs> right now, that's in the lead. All right, the Radiance. Radiance Technology. Famous Toastery oh, Bowl. I love coffee, but Scooter's Coffee? <laughs> Frisco Bowl? Hmm. Okay. Wait, wait. Roof, Roofclaim.com Boca Raton Bowl? The Is roof. that for all the hurricanes that are down there? You want to reclaim <laughs> your roofs? <laughs> Lockheed Martin. Armed wow. Forces. Isn't Lockheed Martin? Isn't like I don't want to go. We don't have time to get into all the conspiracy theories. But aren't they defense contractor yeah, yeah they they uh dabble in uh reverse engineering yeah. and, and a bunch of that stuff okay east post hawaii bowl uh oh surf pro hats off to surf pro who's uh helped come fix my basement the during duke's a flood. mayo bowl oh the duke's mayo bowl that that goes to the lead right wasabi now. fenway bowl what wasabi wasabi is awesome isn't that like hot yeah when hot... you eat your sushi it's the wasabi's the green stuff yes that goes yes in there. okay the bad boy oh all the bad boy bowls. mowers bowl <laughs> the pinstripe bowl which is in yankee stadium too oh pop tarts bowl. i'm going with pop tarts all right that's, I, I'm that's gonna, we see. should we should rank these togi tony the tiger bowl <laughs> here's what can i i'm gonna just yes. trans perfect bowl hmm here's what i'm gonna say real quick okay I think cheese it bowl. I think what it should be is like the sugar bowl presented by Allstate or the Fiesta Bowl presented by Verbo. Or even if you want to go the citrus bowl presented by Cheese It, doesn't that sound a lot yes. better than the Cheese It bowl? Cheese It bowl. No, yeah. it's the freaking citrus bowl presented by Cheese It. Yes. Yeah. Like get back to that. I know the advertising dollars is where it's at, but come on, it sounds cheesy if you will yeah, see what i, I see did, what there? did there yeah so. all right so i got pop tarts bowl what's your most unfavorite i forget you picked like five of them i did I... bad boys was one I, okay so i will say this so it's december 27th the duke's mayo bowl they actually dump <laughs> mayonnaise on the winning coach i believe <laughs> uh, oh how about the military bowl presented by gobowling.com <laughs> There's some bad. That's a good connection. We, we we need to rank these. Actually, this would be a good. We'll we'll do this in the next couple of weeks. Okay. The, right. There's always the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. And again, it's basically whoever the sponsor is has to dump whatever their product is on the coach, <laughs> and we have to have the funniest dump. <laughs> oh man, what? So what if it was the Goodyear Bowl and the friggin' blimp has to drop? Yes, or tires. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's bad. Good thing there's no semen bowl. Oh. <laughs> Did I say that? All right. We've Is gone off end? the rails. <laughs> we have gone, and I'm not even going to say what I was going to say on the next thing. But you got to end it on something different, though. Okay, Tony the Tiger Bowl, cornflakes. Yeah, that's good. Okay. <laughs> They should have a, a, a sister bowl like the uh, 2% milk non-fat uh, bowl. <laughs> I mean, is there a freaking bowl for everything? There really is. Everything. Oh, man. Okay. Well, let's let's end it there since we went off the rails. The How about the off the rails? Uh, what's the train company? Nor let's go North the Norfolk Southern off, off the, the rails, rails bowl. <laughs> Too soon? <laughs> All right. All right. Everybody have a great weekend. We'll be back next Tuesday. I actually think I'm going to be 
busy and not be able to be in studio next Tuesday. So I might have a special draft coming up uh, for you next Tuesday. I'll let you know. But uh, check out our social media pages. Make sure you're following Youngstown Studio and the 330 Sports Show. We appreciate you guys for watching. For Joe Danier, BJ's in the back. I'm Justin. Everybody have a great weekend. We'll see you soon. Make sure to root for Oklahoma State, Louisville, and Georgia this weekend. Everybody have a good one. Go Penguins. Thank you for listening to this show on Youngstown Studio. This is original Youngstown content. Feel free to share our videos and tell your friends about us. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Facebook. Thank you for your support. Derogatory. That's a real thing. <laughs>